Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 16. We have a lot to cover today because legislation is important and reading the bills and everything inside the bills are so important before Congress votes. Before we get started, I want you to remember to go ahead and hit share so your friends and family can watch this episode. You can also give us a call and leave us a voicemail or send us a text message at 855-MTG-LIVE. You can send us an email or a letter at mtglive.com, letters at mtglive.com. We love to read them. And don't forget, you can always check out merchandise at mtgforamerica.com slash shop. So there's lots of fun things there for you to have. Okay, we're going to go ahead and dive in today. What I want to talk about is the National Defense Authorization Act. This is an extremely important, critical funding bill that funds our Department of Defense. This is so important, and we all support our military. That's why this funding is extremely important to understand what's in this bill, the things that that we think the military should be doing, the taxpayer dollars and how they should be spent, and our military's focus, which, of course, should be on America's national security. That's the most important thing, right? That's what the United States military is for. Well, if you read the NDAA, it's easy to see that there's a lot of things in this funding bill that are not focused on America's national security. As a matter of fact, they're focused on other countries' national security, particularly not our own, and then also programs that don't really have anything to do with the military or defense. They're just programs that the the Democrats like, and they don't belong in the military. So, I want to dive into all these things. Now, first off, here's what I want you to know about the NDAA. It authorizes $850 billion for the national defense. $850 billion, that's a lot of money. It's actually an increase of $37 billion over what the Biden administration actually requested. It's much higher. Congress was more generous. Now, remember, we vote this week. Now, while there are some minor victories for conservatives in the funding bill, the negatives far outweigh those positives. Now, I'm going to go ahead and talk to you about the summary of what these negatives are and and why right now I'm completely against voting for the NDAA. I'm very upset about it. I would love to vote to fund our Department of Defense, to fund our military, but not when there are things inside of this bill that are completely against the mission of the Department of Defense. Now, while we're talking about the mission of the Department of Defense, I would like to go ahead, let's pull up P6, and and let you know what the mission of the Department of Defense is. And this is right off the website for the United States Department of Defense. It says right here, the Department of Defense is America's largest government agency. With our military tracing its roots back to revolutionary times, the department has grown and evolved with our nation. Our mission is to provide the military forces needed to deter war and ensure our nation's security. So there's two parts to the mission. Number one, deter war. Number two, ensure our nation's security. So keep that in mind as we go through the NDAA and the things that we found uh, inside the bill that we're unhappy with. Now, I want to remind you, this is $850 billion dollars. It is the largest government agency, so it's very important, and it's our military. Okay, now here's some things that came up first. We've already spent nearly $54 billion in a war, or or what now people in our government are recognizing and calling a proxy war with Russia in Ukraine, nearly $54 billion. Uh, Let's go ahead and pull up P1. So as you can see, the New York Times article, $54 billion. It was started out with $40 billion of aid to Ukraine. And then they, we voted again in Congress for more money. So it's now, it's now approximately $54 billion. Well, I want you to understand that inside of the NDAA, this is authorizing another $1 billion in new military aid for Ukraine. And that's more than triple the $300 million requested amount. So the Biden administration or the Department of Defense requested $300 million 
And those people in Congress, the members of Congress that put together in the NDAA said, no, let's make it $1 billion. They increased it and made it $1 billion instead of $300 million. Now, that's on top of the $54 billion that Congress has already approved for the war in Ukraine and what members of Congress and senators and, and I'm sure the Biden administration are calling a proxy war with Russia in Ukraine. There's a, there's a major problem with this. I have voted against every single penny for that war, and it's, it's not because I don't care. I absolutely do care. I care about Ukrainian lives. I care about everyone's life. It's because this war shouldn't be happening, and America should not be funding it. And that's what I firmly believe. And I, I also will tell you right now, the, the NDAA for the Department of Defense, again, let's go back to the mission, is to provide military forces to deter war. They're not deterring war in Ukraine. They're funding war in Ukraine. They're funding the continuance of war in Ukraine by providing $54 billion and then now an additional $1 billion in the NDAA. The American people do not want to be involved in a war in a foreign nation, especially, especially when the Department of Defense and Biden, the Biden administration is not concerned at all about the national security of the United States of America when our southern border is being invaded every single day and we have our own national security crisis. So this is, this is a major problem. Now, I want to tell you another thing that's in the NDAA is there is no repeal of the COVID-19 vaccine mandates for service members. So the NDAA completely funds the continuation of uh, COVID, mandatory COVID-19 vaccines for military members. This is completely unnecessary because healthy adults are not at risk of hospitalization or death from COVID-19. And we're, with this, this happens, this funding happens at the same time where we're on the verge of, of kicking out approximately 40 to 60,000, you hear different numbers, 40 to 60,000 National Guard troops are being kicked out of the National Guard for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine. This, it's no wonder the military is having a difficult time recruiting people. It's, this is a major issue. Um, let's, go ahead and, let's go ahead and pull that up. This is an article talking about why nobody wants to join the Army this year. It is a very serious issue. Let me give you some numbers. The average number of recruits per month from the Army is roughly around 8,000 people. They recruit about 8,000 people a month. On average, this May, they were only able to recruit 28 people, not, not 280, 28 people versus the normal average of 8,000. This is a major issue. And you have to acknowledge the fact that COVID, the COVID-19 vaccine mandate in the military has a lot to do with that. Also to go along the fact with no one trusts the Biden administration running the military. No one trusts Joe Biden running the military. No one trusts him because look at what happened in Afghanistan. He failed in Afghanistan. They failed. They pulled our military out of Afghanistan, abandoned Americans, and, and 13 of our soldiers were, were killed. It, it, was, it was a complete failure. Who wants to sign up under that leadership? Most people are saying, no, thank you. And that's, that is a tragedy. Now, here's some other things that's, that is in the NDAA. It, it expresses the sense of Congress supporting NATO membership for Finland and Sweden. It's an expansion of NATO, and that's in our NDAA, where, where we are seeing the United States leading NATO into this proxy war with Russia in our National Defense Authorization Act they are expanding NATO, expanding the strength of NATO, uh, adding more countries. Now, also, it allows for the transfer of release. Now, listen to this. This is appalling. Transfer uh, for release of detainees from Guantanamo Bay to any country, and they name certain ones, but not Libya, Somalia, Syria, Yemen, or Afghanistan through 2023. Now, there's a very specific reason for this. The Democrats want to shut down Guantanamo Bay. They are not interested in maintaining that base there. They're not interested in continuing to 
pursue real terrorists that are actually a danger to the national security of our country, like the ones that are probably crossing the border. I want to remind you that in May, just in May, and these are the numbers we know of, there were 15 known terrorists arrested by our great men and women of the Border Patrol. They were arrested trying to enter our country illegally. 15 known terrorists. But the Democrats are more interested in releasing these terrorists out of Guantanamo Bay and sending them to any country they want to go to, just not this little small list of named countries. While at the same time, the Democrats are fully in support and continuing their Department of Justice persecution of people that were in the Capitol on January 6th. There are still people rotting away in jail to this day, just a few miles from where I am filming this episode here for you today. There are people in there that have been in jail for for nearly 18 months. That's appalling. So while now they're treating American citizens worse than the terrorist that they have had at Guantanamo Bay, that they're getting ready to release because they're ready to shut that base down, they are persecuting and, and treating American citizens as political prisoners of war. This, this is, it is beyond words. People are so angry about this, and you should be. You should be. But our National Defense Authorization Act is allowing the transfer to release uh, real terrorists from Guantanamo Bay. Give them a plane ride to some other country. Shameful. Now, here's something else I want you to know that's in the uh, NDAA. You know that uh, Green New Deal is very powerful. you got to fit it in anywhere you can if you're a Democrat because they all serve the climate gods. Well, in Section 141, they're going to create electric vehicle charging stations on military bases, you know, basically at their stores, um, uh, here, here at the different stations, at the commissaries, of course, because electric vehicles are the future. Those are your future, electric vehicles. Democrats hate the oil industry. They hate it. They don't want you to ever be able to have gas and diesel. They want you all to have an electric vehicle, especially if you're in the military, and they are going to be building charging station, stations on bases. You can't even make that up. Well, at the same time, it's very important to continue down this path to worship the climate. They have to create a pilot program on sustainable aviation fuel, okay? They're, yes, they're using your taxpayer dollars to figure out how to create sustainable aviation fuels, you know, for our fighter jets. It's a really good idea. So they're going to be putting about 10% of the fuel budget towards sustainable aviation fuel. Okay, what is that? That is corn-based fuel. That is fuel that's, that's produced off of, like, sludge. You know, what's the stuff that grows on the ponds? No. Algae. Yeah, algae. I mean, that stuff's so powerful, right? That's that's what you want fueling up your, your F-15 fighter pilot jet. That's absolutely what I think of when I'm... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of when they're blasting off the aircraft carriers, which is absolutely amazing, like we, like Top Gun. But yeah, they should be fueled with, like, corn. The same corn that's completely dead in the in the fields of Texas that's not growing right now. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do um, sustainable aviation fuel, and ten percent of your dollars in the fuel budget are gonna pay for that. Well, there's probably a point. You know, one of the big pushbacks on the Green New Deal is, well, clearly commercial airplanes are not not powered by batteries, so they got to figure out a way. So here's what's the best way to to figure out how to do it. Oh, the military, the NDAA. Yeah, we'll we'll do the Green New Deal and figure out how to fuel airplanes by by putting 10% of the fuel budget into sustainable aviation fuel. You can't even make this up. That has nothing to do with deterring war and ensuring our nation's security. No. Absolutely not. It's it's here's uh, the continuance of of climate change ideas and using our military budget to figure it out. It's ridiculous. Okay, well while we're talking about that, let me tell you something else the NDA doesn't do. It doesn't do anything to appropriate any funds. No, no, none of the $850 billion goes to or gives resources to address the crisis at the southern border. It doesn't do anything to build a wall. It doesn't do our, our, our National Defense Authorization Act does nothing to, sec, to secure our own border. 
you can't even make that up because what did I tell you the mission is of the Department of Defense? Ensuring our nation's security. That's right. Ensuring our nation's security. So while the NDAA is more interested in putting 10% of the fuel budget toward, towards figuring out how to use algae and corn and sludge to power airplanes, while the NDAA and those lawmakers that created this budget are interested in sending another $1 billion to a proxy war against Russia, nuclear Russia, by the way, in a country called Ukraine, it's not doing anything to protect our country. Let's talk about what's happening at the border. Okay, every single day, if we want to talk about saving people's lives, every single day, migrants die trying to illegally enter our country. They die. Do they care about them? No. Wait, what? They don't? Didn't Demo- aren't Democrats the ones that went down there and like cried at children in cages and all of that garbage? Is, aren't those the ones that just pitched a fit because there were children in cages and, and Trump and, and Orange Man bad and all of that stuff? Well, the same Democrats in charge that, that want $850 billion of your money to, to, to fund this NDAA, they're not doing anything about our, our security at the southern border. Nope, they don't care about that. And I think it's appalling. I think everyone is appalled. Everyone's disgusted at what, what is happening at the border. I mean, every single day, day after day, there's video after video of hundreds and hundreds of people just flooding in our country every single day. But our Department of Defense is not doesn't even care about ensuring our nation's security. While just recently, I think it was last week, four counties in Texas declared an invasion. They declared an actual invasion. These counties along the border in Texas and Arizona and New Mexico, so many people are coming into their their towns, their small towns. They cannot afford to feed them. They cannot afford to help them and give them clothes. They cannot afford to house them. They are being invaded. There are so many people, and there's a lot of great people that just want to help others. They can't even afford to do it. It's an invasion, an absolute invasion, and Joe Biden is the one that enabled it. He invited everyone to come to America. He invited them. The Biden administration, and we're not going to blame just Joe Biden. We're going to blame all the Democrats because they're trying to use Joe Biden as a scapegoat right now. But all of these policies and the failures and the disasters and the national security crisis that we are living under because of what they have done at the border, it's all of them. All the Democrats have done this. You don't get to blame it on your your dementia-ridden president. No, you don't get to. All of you Democrats own it. Kamala Harris owns it. Nancy Pelosi owns it. Chuck Schumer. Everybody in the White House, all of you own it. And the Department of Defense is doing nothing to secure our border while they're interested in running over there for their proxy war with nuclear Russia. And that is exactly what is happening. You want to talk about NATO? You know something? Ukraine is not a NATO member nation. But yet we have NATO, with the United States funding most of NATO, by the way, we have NATO being the one that is ramping up to fight this proxy war with nuclear Russia in Ukraine. But our military budget, no, not a penny, not a penny goes to securing our border. And that makes me, that makes all of us extremely angry. Now, here's what it does do. They decided to designate the border as a crisis. Do you want to know why? So they could investigate it. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to, okay, okay. We will call it a crisis in the language in the NDAA, and then we'll investigate it. You don't need a damn investigation. Everyone knows what's going on. Everyone knows. You've been there. No, actually, you haven't, Joe or Kamala or half of you. Most of you Democrats haven't been there. But you want to know something? Your Democrat voters that live in those counties along Texas, they live there. And that is why they are not going to be voting Democrat. Nope, they're going to be voting Republican. So while you say you're going to investigate, you're doing nothing, and we have no funding, none of our tax dollars go towards the National Defense Authorization Act 
that fund the Department of Defense that are that's supposed to ensure our nation's security. None of it. Absolutely pathetic. That right there, that reason is enough to vote no. That reason right there is enough to go back and rewrite this bill. That that should be completely changed, and I can't believe any Republican would be okay with the NDAA, with it having no resources, no funding to secure our southern border while Americans are being poisoned to death by fentanyl. Number one cause of death for Americans ages 18 to 45 is fentanyl poisoning. Do you want to know who should know a lot about drug abuse is Joe Biden because he has two children, Hunter Biden and his daughter Ashley Biden, who were serious drug addicts. And I don't know if they still do drugs. Ashley Biden was in a drug rehab center in Florida while Joe Biden decided to run all over the country and run for president. What kind of father is he abandoning his daughter while she's in a drug rehab center and hiding it from the entire country? Oh, and then Hunter Biden. Well, we'll save that one for another episode. I don't even want to get in on him. But we've all seen enough of his pictures and his videos of all the disgusting and nasty things that he did while he's smoking crack and doing all kinds of drugs. And his daddy is our president. It's disgusting. So you would think Joe Biden, having two adult children with serious drug problems, would at least care about our southern border and stopping the flow of drugs coming across our border every single day, poisoning Americans and killing Americans. But Joe Biden doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about you. He didn't even care about his own two children who were, who were horribly addicted to drugs, the worst kind of drugs. Their lives fell apart. And then, then his own son did horrendous, disgusting things. That's who Joe Biden is. You know, he should resign. Out of any kind of sense of respect, at least for himself, any kind of dignity, any other president would resign. But not Joe Biden. Nope. He should be impeached. He should be. And I'm waiting for my colleagues, I'm waiting for the rest of them in Congress to actually grow the courage and do the right thing, the responsible thing, what, they, what their job is, and actually impeach him. But do you think that can happen? No. I wonder if it'll be able to be possible under a Republican-controlled House of Representatives. That is my question, and I certainly hope so. Well, while it doesn't do anything for our southern border, I will tell you what the NDAA does do. It establishes a sense of Congress calling for the U.S. to establish additional permanently stationed forces along Europe's eastern flank. Remember, it's not about your security, Mr. and Mrs. American. I know you pay for it. Of course you do. You have to pay your taxes or the IRS will come after you and put you in jail. But I'm sorry, the people here in Washington that claim they care about you and call themselves public servants, they don't care about you. They're more interested in putting more military bases along the eastern flank in Europe so they can fight their proxy war with Russia. Right? So important. It calls on U.S. taxpayers to redouble efforts to assist NATO allies. NATO allies. Let's, let's talk about NATO allies again. Is Ukraine a NATO ally? No. Ukraine is not a NATO ally. And when this whole thing started, Joe Biden said, we will only defend NATO allies. Ukraine is not a NATO ally. But yet somehow, President Zelensky is calling the shots. He's ordering our president around and also demanding weapons, ammunition, support. And now he has all of NATO coming to his defense in Ukraine when that doesn't make a lot of sense, or does it really? Maybe it has something to do with the Biden crimes family, Biden crime family's business dealings in Ukraine. These are it's like you can't even make this stuff up. Yeah. But US taxpayers, y'all are redoubling your efforts according to this NDAA to assist NATO in modernizing their defense capabilities because they have pretty much declared they're going to war with nuclear Russia. Well, let's move on a little bit. Let's talk about some other things it does. 
Section 222 uh, creates a pilot program for research and development of plant-based protein for consumption by members of the Navy. It also requires a report specifying effective criteria to increase plant-based protein options at naval facilities. So what are they going to be eating? Let's go ahead and pull up that beautiful burger. That right there, you guys, that's what the Navy gets to eat. You can't even make it up. Lab-grown fake meat is what the Navy is going to be able to eat. They're going to be forced, I guess they're going to be force-fed. They'll have no other choice but to eat this plant-based fake meat and bugs, probably, because I'm sure Bill Gates is creating the entire menu for the Navy. As if it's hard enough to recruit people into the military, now they're going to be feeding them Krabby Patties. (laughs) Well, I bet you a Krabby Patty would actually taste a lot better than Bill Gates' fake meat. It's disgusting. Section 231 authorizes funding for an alternative protein development research and development program to fund Green New Deal fake meat initiatives in consultation with the Secretary of Agriculture. You can't even make that up. What does a lab-grown meat have to do with agriculture? Absolutely nothing. But somehow they're going to pull these together because they want to say it's plant-based. Okay, why don't we just provide real meat for the men and women who are risking their lives to protect all of us and and protect our freedoms? That's what I think we should be doing. But no, the Democrats don't even respect them enough. They want to use the military and the NDAA as a means to, to create and test programs that they want all of America to have to live under. This is what this really is. They're doing 10% of the fuel, uh, 10% of the fuel budget to figure out their special kind of aviation fuel because they hate oil and gas. They absolutely hate gasoline and diesel fuel. They're trying to figure out how to replace that. Bill Gates, Bill Gates is buying up all the farmland, and China is too. They don't like farmers. They don't want cattle farmers, chicken farmers, pork farmers. They don't want any of you to be able to provide natural, healthy meat especially to the military. No, they want to give them fake meat. And then they're going to work with the Secretary of Agriculture to, to continue that program so that all Americans apparently can be eating fake meat. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. But hey, guess what? We're paying for it. Yay. Thanks, everyone. All right, so here's something else to let you know about the NDAA. Section 516 of the bill establishes a consent requirement of the chief executive of a state, that would be the governor, or the mayor of the District of Columbia, that would be Mayor Muriel Bowser, to sign off on full-time National Guard operations that take place in such locations when requested by the president or security of defense. Current law only applies to support for operations or missions undertaken by a member of the National Guard's unit at the request of the president or Secretary of Defense with no mention of the consent of the state CEO, the governor, or Mayor Muriel Bowser of D.C. Hey, I remember a certain time where the President of the United States requested the National Guard to be at the Capitol on a certain day because there were intelligence warnings saying that there were going to be problems January 6th. But the mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser, denied the president's request, President Trump. President Trump requested the National Guard to be at the Capitol for January 6th multiple times. And guess what? Mayor Muriel Bowser turned his request down. And you know who else said? So did Nancy Pelosi. Yes, because she oversees the House Sergeant-at-Arms, and they said no, too. That's interesting. Well, seems like we could have avoided this whole January 6th committee lines of BS and garbage, (laughs) we could have avoided the whole thing if they had just listened to President Trump and had the National Guard there when he requested. But the NDAA is covering that now, Biden's NDAA. Okay, here we go. Section 562 would discharge service members that have violated Department of Defense Instruction 1325.06 relating to Extremist activity. Ooh, what could that be? 
This instruction has been updated to include Trump supporters post-January 6th. Let's dive into this one a little bit. So just to clarify there, Section 562 will discharge any service member that's violated the DOD's instruction relating to extremist activity. So let's talk about what exactly does that mean. I think this one's important to dig into. So we're going we're gonna to look into it. Now, Section 562, extremist activity by a member of the armed forces, notion and service record, TAP counseling. Counseling. Sounds like a re-education camp. Okay, this section would direct the Department of Defense to establish a transition assistance program module for de-radicalization training for members of the armed services who have violated the Department of Defense instruction per 1325.06. De-radicalization training. Hmm, counseling. Sounds like a re-education camp. And they said that we were crazy for saying so. Oh, my goodness, but here we are finding it in the NDAA for our military members that may be considered extremists. Well, you know who's considered extremists and even labeled terrorist by the Democrats? Trump supporters. All right, let's go a little bit further. Let's go into the actual bill. Section 562. Here we've got extremist activity by a member of the armed forces Notion and service record tap counseling. Okay, let's talk about what this means. Section 20. In the case of a member who has violated Department of Defense instruction 1325.06 relating to extremist activity in per, in-person counseling developed by who? The Secretary of Defense in consultation with the Secretary of Homeland Security. Now listen. They're going to be providing counseling related to extremist activity. And who gets to define it? Who gets to develop it? The Secretary of Defense. Who is that? That's Lloyd Austin, appointed by Joe Biden, in consultation with the Secretary of Homeland Security. Now, what does it include? Okay, A, it includes information regarding why extremist activity is inconsistent with service in the armed forces with with national security, okay? B, information regarding the dangers associated with involvement with an extremist with an extremist group. I mean, obviously, we don't want any members of our military associating themselves with, say, I don't know, radical Islam. That would be terrible. But I think we've had military members that have actually uh, conducted terrorist attack on military bases. Not good. So we definitely don't want that in the military. We're all completely against extremism that, that causes people to declare jihad and kill others. Of course not. We don't want that. But what exactly are they talking about? C. Here's, here's what's interesting. Methods for the member to recognize and avoid information that may promote extremist activity. So they're going to create methods for the members of the military to recognize. you got to know it when you see it. And avoid information, don't look at it, don't share it on your social media, don't get involved with it, that may promote extremist activity. So what exactly is extremist activity? Well, let's see if we can figure it out. Now, we're going to dig in a little bit further. We're going to drop down to uh, 17C, implementation date. The Secretary of Defense shall complete development of counseling under such paragraph not later than the day that is one year after the date of the enactment of this act. The secretary concerned shall ensure that such counseling is carried out on or after such a day. So they're going to make sure that the counseling happens. It has to happen. Counseling, by the way, remember, what is that? That's going to be re-education and explaining to them what exactly they have done wrong, which is extremely serious. Now, when we dug a little bit further we found that some, some definitions of this language included things like beliefs, uh, possibly maybe to do with a politician. President Trump could be coordinating or uh, meeting with a group, wearing a hat, T-shirt, bumper sticker, supporting such extremism. Well, we know that the Democrats think that January 6th, uh, they call it an insurrection. It absolutely was not an insurrection. 
they are spending a lot of money and time trying to make everyone believe that President Trump had something to do with it, which he absolutely did not. They want everyone to believe that Republican members of Congress had something to do with it. We absolutely did not. They want everyone to believe that this was a planned, coordinated attack on the Capitol. And I find that shocking because the only people that had any had any intelligence about January 6th were the ones that denied the National Guard request. I sure didn't even know. I wish I had known about the intelligence reports on January 6th, but I didn't know. You see, so what kind of extremists are they talking about when they're saying that they need to spend money in the NDAA to create a program for counseling and, and punishment for military members? Well, I think you know that's targeted directly at conservatives and Trump supporters because those are the kind of people they definitely don't want in the military anymore. And you want to know something? They're doing a good job of achieving that because those are the exact people that are not interested in military recruitment right now. And that's why the numbers for the Army have gone from 8,000 on average a month down to 28 in the month of, of month of May. So they're achieving their goal. And you want to know who's going to lose? We are. America is going to lose because the most patriotic, the most most wonderful people that believe in service to God and service to country are conservatives and they are Trump supporters and they are the they have always been the ones that have defended our country and defended our freedoms and you want to know something they don't want to have anything to do with Biden's woke military and that's that is a problem for all of us it's a serious problem now here's a few other things I think it's important to know about here's what they are doing though okay now, while they're going to create a counseling, a, a de-radicalization, um, you know, basically re-education camps in the military for anybody that has extremist views, they're also going to establish gender-neutral fitness standards. <laughs> because, I mean, <laughs> it's important to have gender-neutral fitness standards. You know, as someone who loves fitness and really enjoys working out, I am dying to know what those are. I mean, does that mean a man that identifies as a woman, he can't do as many push-ups as the men do? But yet he is a man and he will always beat women because men beat women in, in any kind of physical challenge, especially in sports. Does that mean that he gets to do less than the men but more than the women? Is that his gender-neutral fitness standards? What exactly does that mean? But that's what's happening in Section 526 of the NDAA. And while we're at that, here's the great news. I know you all are, have been so concerned about gender in the military. I mean, everyone should be. Uh, let's go ahead and, and pull up what the military's been doing for transgenders. Well, you know the Army is uh, providing gender transition care surgeries for transgender soldiers we read in this article at this time, this was in, in 2021, they had already spent over $3 million, you know, you know what they're doing when they do that, uh, for transgender surgery. But now we've got to have a gender advisory workforce. So what is a gender advisory workforce? Well, I imagine it would, it would serve the likes of Dick Levine. Oh, sorry. Can we pull up Rachel? <laughs> there she is. That's lovely. Dick is a four-star admiral <laughs> <laughs> for public health services, which is not the military, but he's a four-star admiral. I'm sorry, Dr. Rachel Levine <laughs> is a four-star admiral. <laughs> and he's a pediatrician, and he's in charge of your children's, what is it called? Gender-affirming care. Yes. Yes, gender-affirming care. <laughs> Sorry, it's just it's definitely my new SMS term. Dick is a four-star admiral. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, good news. I know that he will be pleased over this, but the gender advisory workforce has got a major role now in the military. They will be making sure that they not only educate all of our U.S. military members that are never allowed to promote their, uh, you know, d a political donation to President Trump or somebody like me or, or any other conservative uh, America first 
patriotic member of Congress. No, they won't be able to wear a hat or a T-shirt or, or share on social media. No, 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 none at all. But they will be educated. Now, our military members will be educated about all things to do with gender because that's very important in the military. That has everything to do with deterring war and providing and protecting our national security. Absolutely. This is so important. And so not only will they be making sure everyone understands which pronouns to use and how many different genders there are, they will also be developing a plan and building, get this, gender-neutral facilities. Because, I mean, where is a guy or girl supposed to go to the bathroom when you identify as the opposite sex? It's extremely uncomfortable difficult situation. And so they are taking care of that and doing a great job of it in Section 1026 to establish gender advisory workforce. (laughs) And here's the other part. This is the part that's the funniest to me. Part of the gender advisory workforce role is to train other countries about all important things to do with gender. So they're going to be lecturing all the NATO countries. <laughs> Congratulations, Europe. You get to be lectured by our gender advisory workforce on pronoun usage, everything to do about women, um, you know, everything men are not supposed to say or can say. Unless they identify as a woman, then they have more rights than anyone in the military. Oh, boy. I can't even make this stuff up. Okay. Well, moving on to Section 539 adds hate crime language. Oh, no, we covered that one. Sorry. Just wanted to make sure we covered that one. Oh, no, we didn't cover this one. How could I skip it? Hate crime language. So we got to add new hate crime language to the U.S. Code. As a factor, it's, it's Section 249 of Title 18 of the U.S. Code. As a factor to be considered in sentencing under the Uniform Code of Military Justice, hate crime language. Described in Section 249, they've got to update it to include offenses involving injury because of factors including sexual orientation or gender identity. Okay, well, I guess if I was in the military, I couldn't have talked about all this stuff like I did because I probably would be committing a hate crime, according to this, because you can't talk about things it's considered a hate crime to talk about sexual orientation or gender identity. I'm going to go ahead and lay it out straight for everyone. There's only two genders, male and female. That's it. There's only two. That's it. You can't pick another one. You are what you are. You can mutilate your body through surgery to make it look like it's the opposite sex. It never will be. You will never change your gender. You can take terrible medications and hormones and puberty blockers that will seriously hurt your health. Um, especially if you're an adolescent, especially if you're preventing puberty, you're going to have health problems for your entire life. And if you go through these horrible genital mutilation surgeries, you're going to have serious problems, and, and I'm sure you're going to regret it. But you still can't change your gender. And it's not a hate crime to say this. It's not a hate crime to speak the truth, but they're going to make it so in the U.S. military. So, uh, Basically, if you are in the military and you're straight, you're conservative, you, you're probably a Republican, you're basically losing all your rights. You can't speak out against uh, drag queen story time because that'll be a hate crime. So if there's drag queen story time on your military base and you don't want your kids exposed to it, guess what? That's a hate crime. You can't, if you're a woman and you don't want the man that calls him, himself a woman to take a shower in there where you're taking a shower, I'm sorry, you're committing a hate crime. You're, you're being hateful towards that man that, that wants to call himself a woman, even though it is a complete violation of your rights and privacy. Nope, you don't get to talk about that. But they can do whatever they want, according to our NDAA. can't even believe this. I don't know, I don't know how anybody can vote for this. Section 313 requires a prototype of demonstration of technologies to support electric vehicles or the transition to the use of electric vehicles, including with respect to tactical vehicles. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarge. We ran out of our charge. I mean, like, what? <laughs> I'm just, like, picturing a tank broken down. 
they can't even drive anymore. They can't fire their <laughs> do anything because their electric their batteries like totally run out. Charge. We ran out of a charge. An enormous paperweight just in the middle of a rack somewhere. <laughs> then here comes here comes the other the other you know nuclear powered countries, or or anybody else that actually believes in real fuel power. They're just bomb our tanks as they're sitting there totally <laughs> incapable of functioning because their electric vehicle battery died. It's like, you can't, what's like what is happening? This is so stupid. Okay, but yeah, electric vehicles, rah, rah. Did, wait a minute. Joe Biden abandoned $1 trillion worth of rare earth minerals in Afghanistan. Abandoned them. By the way, United States taxpayers, you paid for the infrastructure, the roads being built to those mines in Afghanistan. You paid for all of the mapping. You paid for all of it. Joe Biden and the rest of the Democrats, by the way, because we, we aren't letting him be the scapegoat. It's all of them. Democrats abandoned all of that. They didn't even work a deal for any of those rare earth minerals. But yet they want you to pay for the 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 whole transfer to electric vehicle batteries in our military. It's, it's absurd. Absolutely absurd. But I hear Ukraine has some rare earth minerals. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Um, okay, so Section 314 establishes a pilot program for the transition of certain non-tactical vehicle fleets of the Department of Defense electric vehicles. All right, back to electric vehicles. This requires a plan from the DOD to HASC and SASC regarding the replacement of all vehicles in the non-tactical vehicle fleet at the military installation with electric vehicles. They got a date. By January 1st, 2025. Okay, by January 1st, 2025, they require a plan to replace all the... They, by January 1st, 2025, all vehicles non-tactical vehicle fleet at military installations are going to be electric vehicles. There you go. They're getting their Green New Deal. They're getting everything, and they're getting it in the military. This NDAA is so bad. It's far worse than it was last year. It is so, so bad, and now they're switching to electric vehicles. Okay, so I know this is a lot, but we're gonna, we are going to finish it up. I'm going to stop there because, really, the rest of it is... More garbage, absolutely more garbage, and it's disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Well, there's something else we're voting on this week um, while we're voting on that disaster, the, the woke military agenda. We are also going to be voting once again for the second time on baby killing up to nine months. Yep, the Democrats love it. It is their sacrifice. They were outraged at the Dobbs case um, at the Supreme Court. And we thank God for the Supreme Court justices that had the courage to do what they did. And their ruling on the Dobbs case, which overturned Roe versus Wade. And let's clarify for everyone, because AOC and Elizabeth Warren and all the really crazy women on the left have been doing a good job lying to you all. The Dobbs case, when it overturned Roe versus Wade, all that did was send the rights back to the states to make their own abortion laws. So if you live in New York, here's the good news for you, ladies. You can still have an abortion all the way up until the day of birth because that's New York's law. And in California, well, there's even one state lawmaker that wants to make it possible for mothers, and yes, they're mothers because they've already delivered a baby, to decide to kill their baby up until a month after birth. That means up until a one-month-old baby not in the womb, after birth, when they become a mother. This, so listen, it didn't take away abortion. It's still legal in many, many places. But because they were so outraged and because the Democrats are such a failure, because inflation is so, so high, and because uh, you can't afford gas because they want you to have an electric vehicle, and because our border is invaded, and because crime is so high and out of control because George Soros was successful in getting a bunch of prosecutors and DAs elected all over America, and they don't prosecute crime anymore. All because of that, they have to pretend and lie to you that they're so angry that the, Repu that the Supreme Court and Brett Kavanaugh took away abortion. 
So we're voting on that again this week. Yep, we are voting on that, and I'm pretty sick about it. I'm pretty sick about it because we already voted on this once before. And I'll go ahead and um, let's watch the video. Killing a baby up until birth is a lack of civility. It's called murder. Hey, how about the border down there? Lack of civility. How about lack of laws or protecting and upholding our constitution? You should practice the basic thing you're taught in church. Respect your neighbor. Taught in church? Are you kidding me? Try being a Christian and supporting life. Try being a Christian and try support life. Well, that was Debbie Dingle, everyone, that was standing up there telling me to try treating people like you treat others at church. Just after she and all the other Democrats, except one, by the way, had voted for a bill to make abortion legal by federal law up until the day of birth, the day of birth. That's what Debbie Dingle had just voted for while she was lecturing me to treat people the same way you treat people at church. You can't even make that up. And then she was so outraged and probably in a fit of demonic possession after her baby-killing vote that she nearly fell down the stairs. She couldn't even control herself. It was ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. So because they're so angry um, uh, over the, at the Supreme Court and they have to be mad at, at Brett Kavanaugh and, 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 of course, you know, everybody else that made this possible, they're bringing it back again. They're bringing back the same bill so that they can have their, you know, big show of support for women's health care, not women's health care. And it's called, it's called, this is what it's called, H.R. 8296, Women's Health Protection Act. You know what? This doesn't do anything to protect women because if they really cared about protecting women, they would help women in crisis. They would help them. Just like the many women's crisis pregnancy centers all over America that help women. They help them in every way possible. If you're a woman right now or a young woman that has found yourself pregnant and you don't want to be and you don't know what to do and you don't have any money, you don't have any way to support yourself or this baby that you did not plan, find a women's crisis pregnancy center. Find one near you. There are the most wonderful people there that will love on you and take care of you. They will give you clothes. They'll give you baby clothes. They'll give you everything you need for your baby. They'll help you sign up for benefits and and anything that can be provided to you to help you get through this. They'll, They'll become your friends. And that's what you need. You don't need another another government-funded program or another law in place or another way to make your life worse. You don't need to have an abortion. You need to have a baby because being a mom is the best thing you can ever do. It's the greatest adventure. There is nothing that will make you happier and fill your life full of joy than becoming a mother. But the Democrats hate mothers. They hate motherhood. They hate families. They obviously hate babies, and they hate life. And so this week, once again, I'm going to have to vote no on the most evil bill. This is the most evil, awful bill that I think can come through Congress, and it's going to allow abortions all the way through nine months of pregnancy. One of my kids, I have three kids, one of mine was two weeks early, born perfect, beautiful, and healthy, and, and they, they want that to be legal, to, to kill a baby that age. It, it, it's, it's beyond evil. It is a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice to Satan. I'm going to say it over and over again. I don't care how many times they make fun of me. This is a sacrifice to Satan, and the Democrats in charge of this country are fighting for it as hard as they are fighting to eat. They are fighting for it as hard as they are fighting for anything. They are fighting for the murder of the unborn. And they're going to pass that bill this week. It's going to pass. You watch. And then we're going to have another vote. Let me tell you, we're going to have another one right after that. And it's going to be another bill about abortion. You want to know why? They're so filled with rage. And they're so angry at the Supreme Court for overturning Roe and giving states, 
states the right to make their own abortion laws, like the one in New York that kills babies all the way up until the day of birth, like the ones they have in California, or, or worse laws that may get passed there, making it, you can't even fathom it, but legal to, legal to kill a baby after they're born and calling it abortion, they're, they, they're so angry about that, they're going to have another bill that we have to vote on to take away all the rights from states. States will have no rights to make their own laws about life and about abortion. No, they won't, they won't have the right because the Democrats want to take it away and they want the federal law to be the only law, the law of the land, killing babies up until nine months. They want that law. And they want you to pay for it too. They definitely want that and you can't even make it up. Well, speaking of one of the key Democrats that has been leading the charge on this because she, you know, she's not a mother. She doesn't even know what it's like to have the joy of motherhood. She doesn't have any children herself, and uh, she's not even married yet, but she is engaged to a white man, by the way. She hates white men, but she's happened to be planning to marry one. <laughs> Who can figure that one out? But Miss AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York's 14th District she has been, you know, calling, take to the streets, sending people into the streets. She's the one that, you know, blows that dog whistle of destruction and riots. Remember all the BLM and Antifa riots of 2020? What happened after they overturned Roe versus Wade? Oh, yeah, they went back out. They definitely went back out. They were everywhere because she called for it. Well, she's also been making fun of Brett Kavanaugh who got harassed by a bunch of her people. Yeah, those are her people. Went and harassed Brett Kavanaugh while he was eating at a local restaurant here in Washington, D.C., and then she made fun of him and made fun of anyone saying anything about it, calling it pearl clutching, which is ridiculous. But I want to remind AOC of, of, of what she calls harassment. Let's go ahead and pull up AOC's tweet. Now, this is a tweet from 2019, and she said, Republicans love to ask what would happen if the right wing harassed someone in a restaurant, as if they haven't been doing that since day one. Well, here's, here's her own, here's, here's their tweet. She says, here's their own tweets from 2019, and she's talking about Caleb Hull. Now, let's, let's look at that tweet. <laughs> here's Caleb's tweet. Hi, AOC. Why is your chief of staff eating a hamburger? Okay, AOC <laughs> considers a picture of her and her chief of staff eating a real meat burger harassment. And then she got called out for it. Why is he eating a hamburger? What the heck? What the heck? That's not quite harassment. You're chief of staff and you got busted eating real meat. We know you people <laughs> love the fake meat. Look, I know, I know you think you got harassed. But really, you got busted, and that's what that tweet was about. That wasn't harassment. That was showing the truth to people that you really don't support the plant-based beyond beyond burgers. But I'm sure you're uh, impossible burgers, which are they're impossible to eat. That's your donor, Bill Gates. I'm sure he's your donor. Beyond delicious. No, yeah, beyond disgusting. So really, 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 that wasn't quite harassment. Impossible, yeah. She doesn't know what harassment is. She doesn't know, because I can remember, and I got I got to go on with this one, and then then I got to probably go vote here in a minute. But I do want to talk about. I remember on January six when she wasn't in the Capitol. No, she wasn't in there. She was hiding out in her Cannon office. But then after the January six thing happened, I was in the Capitol. By the way, yeah, we had to be a you know taken out and taken to security and all this stuff. But AOC and, and her friend Rashida, Rashida Tlaib, who wasn't even in Washington, D.C., she was in Michigan on January 6th, they had to stand on the House floor and they had to cry and hold each other and talk about how scared they were. You see, fake outrage is so disgusting. It is. Fake outrage is disgusting. You know who's really been harassed? Brett Kavanaugh and, and, and the other Supreme Court justices. Yeah, they've been harassed. They arrested a man just recently that was going to murder Brett Kavanaugh right outside his home. Yeah, that's harassment. Eating at a restaurant where you have to be escorted and, and taken out uh, under the cover of a lot of protection out the back door because so many of AOC's supporters 
and uh, her friends went to harass him at a restaurant. That's harassment. But getting caught eating a hamburger, <laughs> that's not harassment. You don't get to call that one. Okay, you guys. Well, that's it tonight for um, MTG Live. Make sure you share it with your friends. We'll see you soon.